Today we're going to be talking about being in sync with the universe. So let's go. Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. My name's Brian. And I'm Paul. And we'll get going in three, two, one. Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about a little thing that I think most of us notice sometimes when we just seem to be in sync with everything. But in all our lives, there are times when we get messages or signs that we're just in the right place at the right time. There's an overwhelming sense of, you know, coincidence that leads us to believe that we're in the perfect groove at that moment. So today we just want to share a little bit about what happened to us and some of those events that have occurred and just let you know that it's okay to have epiphanies and sometimes they are great insight. Yeah. So, is this a good time to tell my story? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just jump right into it. Okay, so today when we got up, you know, Paul said, hey, I have this topic in mind. The topic is... Synchronicity. Synchronicity. And he explained it to me and, and everything. And instantly, I had thoughts of when I was reminded by the universe about something. And it, it, this happened like two or three weeks ago. I came home the other day and I was telling Paul about something somebody said to me. And, you know, that was something that hit me hard, you know. And then like two other or three other things popped up in my life at that same time, which was the universe trying to tell me something, okay? So when I was telling Paul about this, he said, you know, that's obviously the universe speaking to you, reminding you that you need to do something about this. And I remember thinking, that's absolutely true. He's absolutely right. It's the universe trying to tell me something. So today when Paul suggested this, top, suggested this topic, and I immediately thought about this experience, but damn if I couldn't remember what the universe was trying to tell me two or three weeks ago. So I racked my brain for about an hour trying to remember what that was. And I even went through my personal journal to find out what it was, but nowhere in my journal could I find the information I was looking for. What was it that the universe was trying to tell me that Paul pointed out? I just couldn't figure out what it was. And I really wanted to remember so I could talk about it on the podcast. So I decided I would meditate. And that was the only way I was going to be able to remember it. So I meditated. And when I finished, lo and behold, I still did not remember. So I meditated again. And even deeper this time. And when I finished, you might be surprised to hear, I still didn't remember what it was what the universe was trying to tell me. But I took from that experience that I really need to pay more attention when the universe is trying to tell me things, and I need to journal about it so I can remember it later. That's that's what I learned today from our experiences. I think I remember what it was. What? That was the day you come home and you told me that you, you told those people to leave Brittany alone. <laughs> <laughs> was it? I don't know. It, it may have been. been. I, I don't know. It, it was really frustrating for me that I knew that's what the topic was and I knew that's what I wanted to talk about and I couldn't remember what it was. So like I said, I need to just do a better job of listening to the universe and notating that in my personal journal because I think we're onto something here. I think Paul's onto something with this uh, listening to the universe thing. Um, well, the point is though, if you know you get your hand caught in a mousetrap, right? You, gen you generally tend to remember it, but if you don't, you're likely to reach for that cheese again. And that's kind of like what we're talking about today. But 
if you learn the lesson, you know, in my experience of my life, right, mm-hmm. when these things have come up and I did not get the message the first time, what I find is the exact same thing repeats itself, whether right. it's a behavior I have at work or something I do in a relationship or the way that I'm positioning myself, even mentally, when I go, you know, to battle with something, but, or even the the concept of battling as opposed to, you know, yep. accepting my role in it, those things all tend to reformat and come back at me in a brand new light. But if I learn my lesson, it moves on. So it could be that you just, you internalized it and learned your lesson. Maybe you won't see it again, but. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that's what it is, but I don't remember. And, you know, I am not good notoriously with listening to the universe. Um, the universe constantly gives me signs that I should go in a certain direction. And I guess it's my stubborn egoness that uh, keeps me from doing those things sometimes. I have no concept what you're talking about. No? My husband, I'm not going to say anything about your stubbornness. And <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're right. It, the universe will keep, you know giving me those signs until I actually do go ahead and follow that path. And uh, so you really can't ignore the universe. You can't fool with Mother Nature, basically. You know, uh, eventually you're going to get the signal and your life's going to go the way the universe has planned for you. Or you just stay in that same path and you just keep getting your hand caught in that mousetrap. And I've seen people do that over and over and over, you know. And it's sad because if they can't get the message, you know, they're probably not going to listen to me when I'm, you know. Yeah, that's true. If they're not listening to all the signs they're getting, there's not much you can say to them that's going to help them change. So in my experience, also open-mindedness is also the key there, because if you can be open-minded enough to look that, you know, maybe there's a better way to do this instead of like, I know what I'm doing. And you just run into that wall over and over. Mm -hmm. You have a good chance of being able to, you know, avoid that collision. So, Mm -hmm. So, Paul, why don't you tell us about times when the universe spoke to you and you listened or realized that the universe was speaking to you? Wow. Um, Okay, this recently happened to me. I have a friend of mine that I've had for over, I guess, close to 25, 26 years now, and her name is Karen. She lives in South Florida, and she came up and visited with me. Shout out to Karen. Hey, Karen. Love you, Mama. Um, Anyway, Karen uh, is epileptic. And she's had seizures for most of her life. And that's the first time I was ever really close with someone who struggled with that. And it was so bad when she was young that she couldn't be educated in school. She had to, like, stay home. And it was before homeschooling was really a thing. But anyway, she um she came to visit for the last weekend. And I have a friend that I met about six months ago. And he's become a very close friend of ours. And we call him Cadet. That's his nickname. So Cadet was here, and we were chilling. And... um. He left and apparently he had a seizure and he he went to work and he was still unable to really talk and his tongue was all chewed up and he was not right. Which which wasn't the first time this has happened to him. Because he's left work before thinking he might have one and he's never been treated for it. So Hmm. this is something that just came on in the last year or so and he's been really afraid and he's been isolating and his life has been like out of control feeling. But anyway, he called and said, I'm in an ambulance going to the hospital from work because they called an ambulance. And he was taken to the hospital in Leesburg, which is a really good distance from here. And, you know, I had Karen visiting from down south and I asked her, hey, would you go with me? And I didn't put two and two together that, you know, what was actually happening. But when we got there, 
really. See, because I didn't. I, I did rather at first. As soon as you said Karen's going to go with me, I was like, "Well, that's perfect." Because but it wasn't like I asked her no, to go because of that. Yeah, you and didn't plan it that way. Exactly, anything. and I don't know enough mechanics behind it to know how to talk to a doctor about it or to ask the right kind of questions. But I went and saw him in the ER, and he was really upset and frustrated. And I said, "Look." My friend Karen's with me. She probably can, he hadn't even spoke to the doctor yet. She can probably give you, you know, her experience and share with you what happened with her. Do you have any questions you'd like to ask her? And he said, I don't even know what to say. And I said, look, anything that you feel uncomfortable with regarding this, she is an expert. She has lived this for years and decades. And she can tell you, you know, she can take, put you on the right path with this. So he came, she came in and I, there was only one allowed back. So we had to swap and I was in the waiting room and I got this really profound kind of peace feeling that like everything was exactly the way it was supposed to be. It's like, I felt, even though I was in a lobby and, you know, you still worry about COVID and all that kind of stuff, all these people coming in the ER, I just felt very comfortable knowing that I didn't need to rush because everything was okay and it was going to be okay. And Apparently, she stayed back there a long time. <laughs> it and felt we, like it was supposed to happen. Then. It did. It, it was just profound sense that, and when she came out, she said, he didn't understand much about any of it. And he's never had anyone get, that can answer his question. So she explained to him what happens, how it happens, and what to expect, and what what types of medications there are, what types of paths there are, and gave him pre-knowledge and was there when the doctor walked in. So she said that, and he has never really been one to advocate for himself, but I had, when I, when I went back, I told him, you know, there's no one to advocate for you because advocate for you on the terms that are going to know what you're feeling and what you're going through. But all of that stuff is relevant in what you're dealing with. And she said he was so amazing when he spoke to the doctor because he asked the right questions. The doctor gave the right answers. Mm -hmm. And she said, I really feel like that this gelled. And I went back to see him before I left and he was just like, totally different person than I've known him to be since I met him because for the first time in his life, he told me he feels like his life is really in control or it was, it was radiating off of him that mm -hmm. there was this new kind of confidence because it wasn't like he was being victimized because he had enough knowledge that he could now accept what he needs to and move through the rest. And that was, that put me at peace the entire ride home. But it was that synchronicity that all these things fell into place over all this time and it all gelled in one moment and it was really impactful to me. Well, Karen was the exact right person to have there at that time. Not only has she had the experience, but she's a very intuitive person, a very caring person. Very motherly. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what she is. She and, is, yeah. Um, so just the, the, by chance she was there, it was the universe working, th you know, through her basically and she was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. So why don't you tell them about how we found our house? Okay, so being in the right place at the right time, like, that's one of the thoughts that came to my mind about, you know, the universe and uh, today when we were looking for, when we were discussing the topic. So when we were looking for our home, um, we had looked at a few places and we knew we wanted a townhome and we knew we wanted this and that. We had we had a list of things that we wanted, even the direction, the light you know, hits the windows and stuff. We didn't want direct yep. sunlight to burn us up. We live in central Florida. <laughs> Heating <laughs> bills are very expensive. And the reason, one of the reasons for moving into a townhome was to save energy as well. So, you know, we, um, 
we looked for a few different places, and then we kind of put it out to the universe and to uh, another friend of ours. And uh, she, I think we had dinner with them, and we really liked your place. Remember? Yes, you we did. Those, you did. I wasn't at that particular true. dinner, and you said she lives in this great town home, and it's in the greatest location. And we ride bikes past here all the time in those days. Yes, it's in a great part of town where um, we would really love to live. So. You know, we put it out to the universe, all these things we wanted, and um, we talked to her and asked her to let us know if anything becomes available in her. her yeah, because they had just built, and there was they were completely sold out, there, and it had just been finished, and they just put the last finishing touches on the last one, and the, the, all the for sale signs had just went down. Right, and then, lo and behold, a day later, she calls, <laughs> or she texted day. a picture, yeah, a, a picture of the house we ended up buying with a sign in front of it, you know, for sale. And we called, we were like the first people to call and made an offer and got it. But, um, it just seemed to f- flow and just be, you know, what was intended for us. You it know, was perfect when we, when we knew exactly what we wanted and found exactly what we wanted, it was an easy path for us. So, and then when our stuff got moved in, we were sitting we were putting our bedroom together and we didn't have the windows, the blinds closed or anything, but the 4th of July, cause we moved in the weekend of the 4th of July and the fireworks started going off and our window shows like a big screen TV of the fireworks that happen in winter garden on the 4th of July, yeah, we which were, was really cool. Yeah. So we don't even have to go out on 4th of July when it's hot and muggy, <laughs> really hot and muggy <laughs> more than the mosquitoes and all the people. But yeah, that's kind of our tradition now is we, we watch the fireworks from our bedroom window. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And Paul, you've had some experience with the universe talking to you, speaking to you uh, when you were looking for jobs and stuff. Well, definitely. Um, so my last job, I had been there for over a decade and I had kind of learned a lesson about being Superman. I wanted to, I, I wanted to be able to assist everyone all the time, but it kind of put me in a box where everyone relied on me to do their work. And it crippled me to be able to really move forward because everybody was kind of, they had ties on me, right? And I got to the point where I, I had worked myself in such a hole that I couldn't get any vacation. And that happened for like almost a year. And I was working weekends and overtime and it was pretty miserable. And then I got really ill. And remember I went in the hospital um, and I was on, in a hospital bed for like four or five days on an IV of antibiotics. And the uh, when I came back to work, nothing had been done and all my stuff was piled up. And I took a moment because I had some clarity sitting in that room that this is not where I really want my life to be. And before I left, they had had me update my resume for HR because I needed to have some government approval on, they needed to do some research on me because I had worked with cities. So I went into a meeting with my manager and I sat down and I said, look, these are the actual jobs that I'm performing. And I actually listed like six different positions. And I said, these positions need to be filled. And for the position that I am doing, I'm doing it like, I'm doing the workload of four in my position, but in my position where we live in Florida, the work pay of this is this amount, and this is how much less than that I'm making currently, and I'm not telling you that I'm demanding anything or anything like that. What I'm telling you is these things need to be addressed, and I need to know that this is something that's important, and if not, I need to take care of myself in the situation. What do you say? He said, well, Paul, right now is really not a good time to bring this up to management. 
And I say, well, you know, I just did. Mm. And I said, thank you for your time. And I went back to my desk. And before I sat down, there was a, a pop on the window, you know, like windows will actually give you like a preview of the email. And it said, there's a job opening in your area. And I double clicked it and looked at it and it looked appropriate. And this is like a two second decision. I dragged my resume that just happened to be on my desktop right into it and I hit send. And three days later, I had a, an interview. And a week later, I had a job that paid almost twice as much as what I was making and was just amazing working where I was. So that was the first one because it was like that all just fell into place exactly the way it was supposed to. I knew what I needed to do and I made a decision to take care of me. And when I did, all the pieces just plugged together. And I felt that it was exactly the way it was supposed to be. It was, there was a, it was, it was like an epiphany that, you know, I was supposed to get sick. And sometimes, you know, we think that when things, we, we label things as good and bad, but I don't really believe that. I believe that events occur and we need to use that to move forward. And sometimes those things that we thought were the most horrible things, if they wouldn't have happened, we would not have been in a position to be able to receive a blessing. Yeah. There's a way of looking at things where, you know, bad things may be, um, a message that, you know, you need to listen to, you need to learn, you need to experience or move through in order order to be in a, in a frame of mind where you can receive what is needing to come to you. Right. So, I mean, that's, I think that was really important to me. So try to look for those messages in, you know, and even negative things that are perceived negative things that are happening in your life. Look for the messages. So I was very happy in my new job. So this is the second occurrence of that. Okay. Um, for years. And then there was this shift that happened at work. There was something that happened that was beyond anyone's control. It was one of those universe things. And my manager was moved to another team to help receive, you know, evaluate that. And they moved me into management and I was over my team. And then I was placed under another guiding manager because I didn't have some of the qualifications they really wanted for my company to see at that point. Um, but the the guy was brutal. I mean, he, he was abusive. Uh, he he was a bully. They put me. He put me in positions constantly where he would not give me enough information to be successful and then, you know, chastise me for it. And then there were times when he would call me in his office as soon as he got in and yell at me, yell at me like loud where people all around could hear. And he had a glass wall, you know, it was very embarrassing, but he wasn't yelling at me about me. He was yelling at me about the team, the other teams. And then when their manager would get there and they would come into the office, he'd be really nice to him. Like, Hey, it's really good to see you. But he yelled at me about their stuff for like an hour. Like it was my, it was very strange. But anyway, I made a decision that I don't want to work here anymore, but I was working on a project that I really wanted to complete before I left. And that was this migration of some data centers is a long story, but I was just finishing all of that up and I decided I'm going to quit this company and I'm going to open my own place, which was going to be, I don't want to tell y'all because one day I might do this, but I was going to open my own business. And I was very excited about it. I already had my business license and everything. I'd done the research. I was only looking for a place to actually put it. And there was a knock on my door and my phone started ringing. So it was like two things at once, right? So I told the guy at the door to come in and I put my finger up while I was answering the call. And it was someone on the call saying, it was a lady I worked with when I first started. And the man coming in was someone that I'd worked with when I first started. And they were saying, um, she said, there's a position in our in my new department that I'm in, and we 
I, you're going to be perfect for it. And I really, I, I think you really need to apply for this because I, it's like the job was made for you. Wow. So that's kind of fell in your lap. Yeah. You know? Right at the right time. Right. And it's like, I'm still thinking, I really need to leave this company and just start my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, let me call you back on that. Right. And I, my friend Leon had just walked in and I said, Hey Leon, what's going on? He goes, Paul, there's this job opening. That's like, Oh my God. You would think that they, they knew you when they were writing the qualifications for it. It's, perfectly made for you. It is probably one of the best job positions that you could ever have with our company. And that was huge. Cause I mean, we had like what at the time, I think 45,000 employees. And, um, I was like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, I almost kind of like looked up and was like, okay, I get the message. And I, I was like, what the hell? I have nothing to lose. And I threw my hat in the ring and I've been like completely and utterly content. I mean, like not to the point I mean, to the point where, like, it has been the perfect job for me. And even when I've had problems over the past couple of years with my physical, where I, I was having trouble with mobility and things like that, they were completely understanding. And I've been allowed to work from home before COVID even happened. And they're they're just amazing people. And I've, I've been really blessed with that. And I think sometimes when we get these epiphanies, we need to realize that, there may be something really happening here that we're supposed to be aligned with. And it's nice when you see that because that attunement that you have and that synchronicity that you feel is important. Mm-hmm. And people say the universe has a plan. So, you know, I need to learn to listen to the universe a little bit more and consciously make an effort to, you know, understand and follow what the universe is trying to tell me. I think that The one point that I kind of want to get out, though, is that the universe, or God, if you look at it that way, doesn't make mistakes, you know? And you are you for a reason, Um, and you're gay for a reason, if you're gay. And, you know, that's that's an important thing to learn in a lifetime, too, is to be yourself and to listen to the universe. You know, if you were made that way, there's a reason for it. Absolutely. And and I, I like to think about like, you know, those experiences that we've had um, can also help others. And I believe personally that they're not meant to be hoarded, but to be shared. I mean, because you know, they say a burden shared is a burden lessened. Sometimes I found that being able to let someone know that I've walked through the same fire that they're going through can literally be the difference between life and death is someone you don't know what people are thinking. You don't know what, you know, what, what's going on in their head. And I just think that it can make the difference in someone being bitter or at peace. And we don't have to fight things like gravity, right? Because some things were not meant to be fixed. Some things are just meant to be faced. And that's just like with me being gay. I mean, I spent a lot of time in my life fighting that. I mean, I, I used to pray God would remove it from me before I went to sleep. And I wanted to bury myself in a straight relationship and hide from everybody and not ever have to deal with it. But Well, that was the same growing up as a Catholic kid. You know, it's like you were only praying to get rid of that. That was sure. the only solution to the problem. But I can't be in an honest relationship Perceived either problem, I if I'm not being honest with myself, right? Right. So, you know, I was made perfect for, for what I need to learn in this iteration of my life named Paul. I was made perfectly to be able to fit into that. Mm-hmm. So... Keep in sync, everybody, and thank you for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful journey forward. And Yeah, and listen to your heart and your soul and the universe. Oh, I thought you were going to say, peace out. <laughs> peace out, everybody. 
Thank you for listening to Gay Peace Journeys podcast. Now it's your turn to spread the peace. Please take a moment to share our link with anyone that might benefit from listening. Don't forget to like and follow us for more gay peace. We hope you'll continue your gay peace journey with plenty of free self-care content on gaypeace.com.